Sports and Songs podcast. Andy, we're in season three, episode number 35. Today is July 18th. We're in the middle of lots of things happening uh, in the sports world, are we not? Yes. Um, you know, it's mostly baseball right now. This is one of those beautiful times of year where baseball is the only pro sport. But NBA always does their best to keep their finger in the news. The same with the NFL and NHL just kind of quietly does some free agent stuff. But it's mostly baseball right now. Yeah, lots, uh, lots of baseball. So for those following the Major League Baseball All-Star break, they've got this, you know, four or five days, uh, Monday through Thursday off altogether yep. as far as as far as games. Now, they also have the the game, of course, tomorrow night, the All-Star game. Home run hitting contest is tonight. Futures game, I think, was Saturday. There is the MLB draft going on during all this. And right now, I think they've completed – 10 rounds. Is that correct? I am not watching it, so I couldn't tell you. Um, they're done. Well, they're done for the day. And last I checked, it was 10 rounds in, and they do 40 rounds. So I believe they're they're done now. They don't want to overlap with the home run derby. But uh, wasn't Byron Buxton supposed to be in it? They asked him, and he said no. That's how it went? Okay. I knew, yeah. I knew there was something there. I knew that he wasn't in it, and he pulled out perhaps, but he's not in it. He will be starting. Uh, it looks like he's batting sixth tomorrow yeah for the american league playing center field as a starter uh, mike trout couldn't go but what else do you want to touch on as far well, as the all-star festivities a lot of guys a lot of guys i've heard are superstitious about the home run derby you pick up bad habits because it's you know extended batting practice in a way because it's your pitching coach lobbing them in yeah and you're not just warm-up swings you are trying for home runs hence the name home run derby and i've heard a lot of guys like justin more knowing that he just didn't get his swing back that second half of the season when he won won the home run derby. Just, it sounds weird, but ball athletes in general, I don't care what sport it is, athletes yeah. in general, get a little goofy on these competitions and just if they're superstitious for not staying out for staying out of these, I got no problem with that. I think if the if it was the All Star Game where they did something like this, like at the end of the year yeah. or like the last couple of days of spring training in Florida and Arizona had something like this, you'd see more guys be willing to participate. But you got the bigger name guys that don't want to do it. Uh, some guys like uh, Sterling Marte of the Mets has backed out of the All Star game this year um, for reasons. You know, Mike Trout. Some guys say, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a little banged up. I'm going to step out." I get all that. Just here's my question: with Mike Trout, he made the All Star game as a starter. Does he still get his bonus and his contract for making the All Star game, even though he didn't play? Well, I believe you do uh, because yeah, he's not going to get it. Buxton's going to start, but he wasn't voted in. So, does he get his bonus as just making the All Star game or as an All Star game starter? We should get That's- someone someone legal on for this as far as the stipulations. And I'm not sure how they're written, but you're right. Buxton did not make the All Star team. Uh, he's Scott out. Not- he made it as a backup. Yep. He did not make the All Star team. He's uh, he's going as a substitute. Yeah, a lot of the bonus players are, are, are making bonuses either based on an appearance or yeah. making it or going in or separate way as a backup. Who knows how that would yeah. go. Maybe we can get someone to write in and uh, leave a comment about that because you're right. Trout made it, will not be playing. And if his contract says if he participates in the All-Star game, he gets a bonus, Trout will not be participating, whereas Buxton will be. But Buxton didn't make the All-Star team. So it's a lot of fluff. In the recent years, a lot of pitchers and batters also 
a lot of them back out, or if they got a little injury, nagging injury, they're going to use that yep. time to yep. get better. A lot, there's a lot of backups, uh, you know, announced to make it. But you're right, home run. Okay, go ahead. I remember I was saying like the 87, 86, 87 series um, seasons. I'm sorry, Roger Clemens' contract was up with the Red Sox. Well, he knew that John McNamara would be the coach for the All Star game the next year in '87. So he, whether his contract hangups was his bonus for making the all-star game because he knew his manager was going to be the coach and he knew he was Roger Clemens. He was making it. Ah. So I'm sure stuff like that, the wording's going to be catchy in there. And I just love to read some of that just out of curiosity, depending who you are. Okay. No offense. You're Max Kepler of the twins. You're just happy you get invited. You don't care. Yeah. Mike Trout, Byron Buxton, those guys are going to have the, did you get voted in? Did you start? Did you get MVP? This and that, you know. Kepler, I don't even think they probably bothered to put that in. And that's no rip on him. That's just not on his radar. Yeah. For the I high, just want to play. The high-profile guys, all these little details are put in. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, all these things come into play. Some guys have, if you play in 100 games this yep. year, you'll get an extra bonus in. Teams trying to save money, they'll go up to 99 games and then sit them and then sit them for the hunters. You know, you see, see small things like that come up. Yeah. But now the batting home run derby is mainly yeah. for the fans, right? That's the fans. They sell tickets in the actual stadium. Every seat is full oh, yeah. and they're expensive. So yeah. they're making money huge on this event and they're bringing in a, a couple of stars. They don't care really who backs out or who plays or who even wants to do it. The place right. is sold out. It's it's the best uh, business model I've ever seen as far as in, in sports. Uh, oh, yeah. It's unreal. It's, I, I remember the first home run derby was the All-Star game here at the Metrodome. 85. And it was, it was team against team, not a uh, bracket-style tournament like it is yeah. now. You know? And Tom Bernanski won it for the Twins in the bottom of the ninth or whatever that had to, you know, be. And – I bet you the stadium was maybe half full, three-quarter full from what I recall. Then again, I was 15 and didn't care much either. Now, but. yeah, they're selling out year after it, year after year. Oh, yeah. You, you get more interest more interest in this than the actual game. You One know? could argue that, yes. Uh, and families, you know, dads bring their kids. You know, little league teams go to this event and, and things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a huge thing. And then you want to get those outfield seats is the, is the thing. You know, yeah, most people yeah. just want to go and watch it. Because it's it's your stars, it's the it's yeah, stars yeah. hitting, launching moonshots. Now, if you're in the left, right, center field seats, it's uh it's really fun. And who knows if they tailgate and party before this thing? I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what goes on. Well, and and starting with this year's game, if it's tied after nine innings, it's a home run derby to decide. Three innings, each manager picks three batters. I saw that for, like a shootout, yeah. like a penalty hockey yep. event. Yep. So there's some quirks, yeah. but they keep tweaking this. Um, it's a successful business model. Like I said, the revenue that comes in, it's huge. It's probably not that yes. spendy to put on. It's broadcast on – it's a national – it's on television to, to watch. It, well, I don't, I don't know about this year, but for the last few years, Chris Berman from ESPN, that's the only game he'd announce all year yes. was just that one. The back, back, and, back, 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 back. Yeah, I like Berman, but, boy, that was – Tough. And it gets to be long. It's not a, you know, it's a, it's an over two hour event and it's, it's drawn yeah. out. Uh, lots of sponsors, a lot of Gatorade prominently shown. Uh, yeah. All this stuff. So that's the home run derby. It's fine and good. Uh, it, it keeps getting tweaked. 
Now the futures game, Andy, is is a minor yeah. league game of the best minor league. It's one game of minors that are the really the featured players yeah. of the up and coming. Uh, regardless, if you're in Triple A, Double A, High A, Low A, they play a futures game, National League versus American League, and this is really almost the cream of the crop, kind of like the fall league, uh, where the top. And, yeah, and they still have eight teams i think in the fall league but this futures game has gotten more prominent and you're lucky if you get a player on the team now the twins i'm going to cover a little bit of the twins here andy had two yep. players two players in the futures game at dodger stadium one was a starter one was a reserve so for those following the up-and-coming twins players and prospects matt walner made the starting lineup hit a two-run homer in the futures game and I think he was one for two. Spencer Steer, the third baseman for the Saints, made the team uh, as a backup. He came in. I think he was 0 for 2 in that game, struck out, flew out. But he had two teams, two players from one team in a futures game where there's only two teams playing. So it's the right. cream of the crop. They've added that as part of it as well. I don't think it's televised, uh, though. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, EFPM might have had on their on their app. So congrats to to Matt Walner, uh, Spencer Steer. Both are in AAA for the Twins organization in the farm system, which means they're just one blip of the radar away from making the big leagues. So those are two names to follow in the coming year. Not years, but year. Uh, You know, Spencer Steer, baseman, Matt Walner. Now, Walner's the local Forest Forest Lake guy, Mr. Baseball in the state of Minnesota here back a few years. Came up quickly through the ranks. He's a power-hitting outfielder. So once again, Twins with outfielders got decisions to make in the future because he just got moved up to AAA. I'm sure he'll be up sometime in 2023 with the Twins. Uh, I don't think this year in the September call-ups, but Spencer steered uh, doing well as well. Now, I don't want Pitcher, maybe you never know. Maybe if it's a pitcher, he might get called up. Yeah, you, you, you never know how that goes. But that's the future. So kudos yeah. to the Twins for having two players even on that team. Yeah, um, and a lot of guys getting called up and down. And again, uh, you look at the some past performers on their. I saw the Twins game this weekend. They're talking about the Futures game, and Justin Morneau was one of the announcers on there. Morneau played in it twice. He did. And they laughed at us. Go, how can you play in that Futures game twice? Because I played it in the one year. He goes, I got called up next year. Sent back down and got to play in it again. So. So yes, very rare because it's it's like an elite all star game. Uh, yeah, and the fact that you play it's not really something I do twice. You, no, you know, and these are guys really expected to make it. Uh, right when you reach this level, this is the elite level of all the minor leagues, and um, yeah, these are these are your future NBA, uh, MLB, uh, uh, not only just players, but these these should be standout. These should be sluggers uh all stars at the major league levels what yep. the prediction is and and you probably didn't see him in the olympics for the sole fact that you're not gonna send the best of the best for the olympics you're send the really really good of the really really good to the olympics okay and that's just the way it is because contract wise these guys have if you're a triple a stud and you're due to get called up you're you're not going now yes ryan from minnesota went some players did but it wasn't our Triple A All Star team that went yeah. for the Olympics either, you know. Yeah, the All Star Game festivities, minor league, major leagues are all fun. I just wish it had more skills things for other things like bunting, throwing from the outfield, stuff like that. But no, um, 
let's see, Friday night I went to the Saints game at CHS Field yeah. to see them play. And and one of the things I wanted to see was Matt Walder and Spencer Steer on the field. Walder just had not called right. up the day before. But they're absent from the lineup because they're being flown out to Dodger Stadium to play in the Futures game. So you didn't get a chance to see it. So the questions that I got at the game is, uh, you know, why is so-and-so playing third? And uh, why is there some random outfielders out there? Well, those other players. So they had to do some jockeying around. But it's still CHS uh, field. I, I posted a photo uh, on Facebook. Still one of the best stadiums, I think, uh, yes. in all of minor league baseball. It's just yep. awesome to go there. Uh, now the draft. Do you have updates on the draft? I have a couple of notes here from the from the New York Mets point of view. Um, go, go ahead with those. And from the Gopher point of view too. Oh, first yes. of all, we'll start with Gophers. Um, turn my page here on my notes for my Gopher notes. JP Mossy, I put a thing up on on Facebook for him a couple of days ago. Pitcher from the U of M was taken in the seventh round, pick number two hundred overall by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, he was a fourth year senior, so I'm sure he'll go right into their system. Now. Baseball is a lot like hockey, or just because you got drafted by the Pirates does not mean you're going to be there your whole career. Um, you know, just f- for example. Uh, but with that said, the 2020 first or first round number three pick from the Gophers, Max Meyer, made his debut with the Marlins this weekend. So it's a couple years, and he was already up in the big show. He went off five and a third, struck out five, gave up five earned runs for an eight four four ERA. Um, gave up seven hits and a walk. Five Ks over five and a third. Your big league debut against Phillies. Hmm. Not bad. 8.44 ERA, but you're, you know, you're not all going to be the stud when you come up. And got five and a third. He had a good round. So good. congrats to Max. He's up in the majors. I'm pretty sure he'll finish the season there. He wasn't just filling in. The Marlins are filling out their team for next year. Um, we'll see how it goes. And talk about watching the draft. Baltimore Orioles won what, 11 in a row. The Mariners are in the middle of a 14-game winning streak. Mariners right now, season ended, are in the playoffs. Wow. Blew me away when I read that. So, and they were and the four teams that, to start the season, then they really fell off. And yeah, now they're back they, in the hunt. Yeah, they became the Mariners we've come to know and love over the last few years. And then we'll get on to the Mets here. First round with the 11th pick took Kevin Padara, catcher from Georgia Tech, fourth-year sophomore. Because um, with COVID yes. and being redshirted early on, you know, stuff like that. Here's a quote, and now I'm not picking favorites. I'm just reading what they write. All right, it's just those who know me are going to think I'm just picking favorites. It's popped out to me. Tim Healy, who's a New York Mets beat writer for uh, Newsday, on Twitter, he put, from agent who doesn't represent either one of these players. So this is totally independent agent talking about two different players. With Alvarez, who the Mets just called up to their AAA. Francisco Alvarez, he's going to probably be in the majors next year. He's a stud coming up. Francisco Alvarez, remember that name. So this is Alvarez and Pedora. It would be like the Mets having Gary Carter and Mike Piazza on the roster at the same time. So... These two kids come up, it could be incredible Wow, for the Mets. So now, assuming they keep those two, you hear you got two catchers with that type of quality. Is one trade bait now? Is McCann, who's on your major league roster, trade bait for next year? 
and you read stuff like that and you watch who players are drafting right now and you look at the contract Soto turned down with the Washington Senators and the Mets are one of the teams in that fighting. Oh, yeah, Nationals. For him. Or Nationals, I'm sorry. Nationals. So were they drafting players to trade to the Nationals for Soto? Are they drafting for themselves? Some of these teams went right for your draft where the best free agents coming up just turned down a contract for Buku Billions. I saw that. Over. It's, it's interesting. And he turned it down. Of course, Mets and Yankees are two of the four teams up for it. Wow. So that's that. But also, another note from the Mets draft, the seventh round, Joanna Tong, uh, he's listed as a high school senior out of Canada. Um, But he also signed to pitch for the Bison this year, NDSU. Okay, okay. So, So now I'm not positive how it goes with baseball, like with hockey. You can get drafted and still go to college, but you still got the team still has your rights. So he's gonna I don't know what he's gonna do if he's gonna pitch for the Bison. Oh, Bison is mentioning that our player got drafted, so I'm guessing he's gonna pitch at least a year in college. He's coming out right out of high school. If if they're drafted, uh here's how I got it. You get 40 rounds of uh, so the teams pick 40 players, you have the rights to them to draft them, whether they want to go play football or do something else. But if they go to college and elect to go to college, they have now forfeited their draft pick. Okay. Uh, and okay. so like the uh, the Tennessee guy, the Stillwater, uh, Gavin, yeah. uh, what's his name? So yeah. he got drafted, Drew Gilbert, Tennessee, first round in the Astros. He was drafted by the Twins a couple of years ago, way down in the 20, 30th round or something, said, no, I'll go to – I'll go to Tennessee, play for the Vols, and go to the College World Series, and then get drafted number one. So you're turning that down. Once you elect to go to college or draft, one or the other is now gone. Uh, well, that was the with that pitcher last year, too. He went back to Tennessee. So you do have – now, then again, of the 40 picks, I think 25 to 30 guys, if you're lucky, are ones you're actually going to sign. The rest will turn down. The rest will say, no, thanks. Yeah. Uh I wasn't interested in any way. It's not like you opt into the draft in, in baseball. They'll, they'll, they'll draft you. You're not in a player pool of people that have opted in. Uh, so you may have no intention of playing baseball, and you still get drafted. Um, so it, it, it's interesting, but it's 40 rounds, and they have your rights until you do something with it, and you want to go to college and elect to opt out. Um, then it's just a lost pick. You don't regain that pick next year uh, as a comp- compensatory pick or something. You just lose that spot. So that's why there's so many rounds in baseball that uh, you're you're picking guys. You're not doing that much homework. I don't believe the later rounds. You're just picking guys up. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like I said, unlike hockey, where you can still go to college and you're the rights to that team. Baseball. Yeah, you either opt in or you opt out, and then it's a done. It's a done deal. Some guys who don't even opt out just choose not to sign, or they never respond. They never get back to the agent, and in the t- sometimes they'll say we just never heard back from the guy. I guess, I guess he's not playing. So this kid, hypothetically, this guy from for the Bison, so say he goes there and plays plays a year up north in Fargo. Odds are he might be on a short list for the Mets. To go, hey, we want to invite you to spring training anyway. Do you think that's kind of what they're doing with this in a way? Going. All right, fine. Don't sign with us. Play year in college instead of minor league ball. But maybe come down for. Can they still invite him to spring training, or does he lose his college status then? 
I don't think you can go to spring training if you're enrolled in college. Okay. I think. Okay. So if, if, if he were to turn down the pick and go to the Bison and pitch them, yeah. uh, he can come out, I think, after year one or year three. But if not after year one, you can't come out after year two. So, yeah. Oh, well, there. We learned something it's, new It's today. an interesting – I've just been getting into the last couple of years watching this draft and seeing yeah. how guys progress through it and how right. they get drafted and what they do because they will sometimes get drafted and say, you know what, uh, I'm going to go to college if it's not the pick that I want. But if I'm a top five pick, forget college because the signing bonus alone is going to be huge. These these picks are big. Right. Big money the first few rounds. Oh, yeah. They, they, they got a tracker on MLB if you look at their tracker. It says approximate pick yeah. value by them all. Like uh, I'm looking at right now, Kevin Pedora's for the Mets. His value is 4.78 million. Uh, Jonathan, who I just mentioned from the Bison, uh, 225k. So, still, you can turn down a quarter of a million dollars it's, to go play in college instead. And I don't know what the ruling is, but if it's uh, you know maybe a top 15. Drafted yeah. the 15th round, you'll do it. And if it's farther than that, you'll go play college or something. It depends on the situation. Yep. But those first those yeah. upper round picks are worth a lot. Even if you and if you end up trading them in return for something else, then you already know kind of what the value is of that pick to say, look, I may get a, a couple guys in return for that guy. And most of those contracts, I believe, are four years, Andy. So you get drafted, you play, um, you work your way up into low A, double A, triple A. And you may not even once again play major league for that team. You'll be traded, or be a free agent or something before your uh, your, your contract is up and, and debut with another team. It's it's a long process to get there. But if you're very good, a la Max Meyer, and guys like right that, right up, up a couple years, two years, you're there. But he was a first round pick or number three overall, so that's a little different story. Still, you never know. You know, know, Dave Winfield was drafted by the Padres and called up. I don't think he spent any time in the minors. He was on the starting roster. He was on the big league team the next day. I know Jim Abbott when he came out of college went straight to the majors. Also, no minors. So now with all the analytics and the medical, they they really baby him along. I I don't mean that in a demeaning way, but they really watch everything. So much value at an asset invested in these guys that they want to make sure everything's right. But it's a fun deal. I like it how it's tied in with this whole All Star, but it keeps it confusing. So many things going on. Yeah, the way they did it is good to focus on it. I like it being now during this break, so you can focus on the draft too. It's not like throwing in over a weekend when they're got other stuff. Now the Twins. They also. Oh, are you? you Yes. Go ahead. Wrap up with the Mets. Well, so with the Mets, those are their two picks. They've made some other nice picks here. Nothing real major. Um, you know, another second round pick, round two seeds, like a temporary picks. Um, they took a guy from uh, Gonzaga College High School, um, a Nick Mornado outfielder. Kind of good on him. He was a high school senior also. Um, they've picked some other high school seniors too, it looks here in the draft. But it was either that or a fourth-year senior out of college. So they kind of went both ends of the, the spectrum here. My say is that when you take a fourth-year college player, he's going to be in the minors for a couple years. They're pretty seasoned, darling. Correct. Depending on your college. Um, but if, you, if you're good enough to make it the draft, you're a good enough player. So those guys who you see who are college players, you're going to see them in a couple, three years. The guys coming out of high school who do play, who stay with the minors, maybe four or five years because they got to get that seasoning. They're, they're 
18 years old for God's sake, you know, and you got, if you're, unless you're Albert Pujols and you'll play to your 40, you got time, you know? So I was in the Mets did a good job. The draft did smart things. I think they also drafted for players to trade. Not that they're going to trade these guys they drafted, but to replace who they have to trade at the trade deadline coming up. How the twins do in the draft? Well, the twins, like I said, 10 guys they picked up. First round was uh, Brooks Lee out of Cal Poly. Brooks Lee shortstop stud. And he played for his dad, was mm-hmm. the head coach manager there, his own dad at Cal Poly. And, uh, you know, he was kind of close to home there. His dad worked there as a high schooler. He was invited to come to some of the practices and work out with these guys as a high school kid. Uh, so this guy has got some high-level baseball IQ, uh, does not make many mistakes. He's a shortstop. Twins like to draft shortstops, um, as I think we've talked yes. about before. And of the first 10 picks, they picked five pitchers in the ten, in the first 10 rounds, four shortstops and one second baseman and nothing else, all pitchers and middle infielders. And the Twins usually grab up all these shortstops, and as they progress up, you can move them down to a second baseman, move them over to third, move them back to the outfield. But you know you're getting an athletic baseball high IQ guy is typically your shortstop anyway. So that's what, what I've seen them doing. They picked a guy from Notre Dame College. Not Notre Dame University, but Notre Dame College out of Ohio. And the rest, uh, you know, Cal Poly first round, second round, a pitcher from Alabama. And then after that was Virginia Tech, Texas Tech, Tennessee, Toledo, Western Carolina, UC Santa Barbara, and Texas State. So, yep. and, and all theirs, Andy, were three or four year seniors uh, out of college, no high school, and no first year freshman guys. So, no all, and that must be another plan that they had going for their attack for the first 10 picks seasoned guys that have been around the block mm-hmm. that are going to move quickly through the minors. Pitchers and shortstops. Once again, you stock up on these guys. It's trade bait. If a couple of them develop, you're sitting at a couple shortstops. Any team can use shortstops. Any team can use pitching. You can't be deep enough. So that's what I see the Twins doing last couple of years is stocking up on those uh, types of positions. But that's all I've got for that. Well, you say shortstops. Jacob oh, Brown right. was drafted as a shortstop. Now that – now. You hear these pitchers, they, some of these pitchers are infielders who well, I pitch a little in high school. They played infield in college, and they go back to pitching in the minors for one reason or another. You never know what stories like that and how they get developed and who's on that, uh, who's in the organization developing them and what happens. Then there's always yep. injuries. You know, Royce Lewis kind of stuff for the Twins, too. You get top, top, yep. top guy has a major injury twice before even, you know, you know, before making it uh, as an everyday pro. Now, we're at the halfway point, Andy, of the major league season. There's there's 12 teams with 50 or more wins. Now, of course, the Mets, Yankees, Dodgers are part of that. Twins, yep. twins snuck in there with 50, but it's a good uh, good midway point, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Within a game or two, I was, but it was for a couple days last week. We talked about how the Twins division, they're first, and everybody else below them was below 500. There was at one time last week where all five teams in the American League East were above 500. See, that is that is rare. Which shows you how we could be the only team above in our division because the East is so stacked. They say stacked. That sounds like a 
bad thing, but are all, they're all doing well. Let's just say it that way. They're all doing well. Even Baltimore was above 500 for a few days. Baltimore so. yeah, is looking real good. You know, with their 10 or 11 in a row, like I said, Seattle 14 in a row. So Houston, and this Seattle's got 14 in a row, and they're still like nine back, you know, <laughs> because Houston just blew up that lead. The Giants and Padres have kind of, it's not going to be a three team race like it was last year. It's the Dodgers, and then Giants and Padres are fighting for that wild card, not per se division anymore. So, yeah, it's going to be because now the All Star break gets done. We swing into the second half. It's going to be playoff push. And like you said, trade. It's the big talk is going to be the trade deadline now. Who is going to make that push? Yep. Who's buyers? Who's sellers? What does that look like? What injuries uh, potentially could damage these teams? And for the teams at the second half of the season that are out of it, you're going to be calling up guys from the minors testing out some things and uh, getting giving some guys some chances. Uh, and with this new draft, like I said, there's 30 new guys, 25 to 30 new guys injected into your team. The low minor league guys now have new, a brand new set of threats coming into them. So you, you got to, it's a, yeah. it's a dog eat dog system is really what it is. You got to produce or you're going to be uh, the attrition will drive you right back out. Cause it's a revolving door in the minors. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of names that are going to be coming up for trade deadline that I remember for the Twins for a while. Like two, three years, two years in a row, they picked up Jim Dwyer for the trade deadline for a DH. Um, so I thought it was kind of funny how they got the same player two years in a row. But that's who you're going to see come up as the trade deadline guys. Um, what was his name? That was a Twins DH last year. They didn't resign him. Uh, Nelson Washington. Cruz. Nelson Cruz. The Mets have been looking at him. But you're going to see Nelson Cruz will be traded to a contender. Mark my words. Yes. Because he, he's a DH. It's a universal DH. Yeah, we're in first place by putting, you know, player of the night in there at DH. But if we get a guy our DH every day. And that way our DH has to play the position. In the playoffs, you're screwed. Now you're back to a pitcher batting. But unless you got Otani on your team, you're not in good shape this year. A lot of so if you have Nelson Cruz here all the time, you have another guy on the bench that could come in and play the field. And the Twins are also known for getting these guys to play multiple positions. Luis Arise, Polanco, yep. these guys come in and then you can plug and play them. Nick Gordon, uh, as you need uh, as far as depth. So they're very adept at that. That's all I've got for Major League. Uh, before the show ends, I've got some town ball notes. Yeah, you are talking about that in the pre-show meeting. What so do you town got? Town ball notes, we're going to cover – Crow River Valley League this year. Uh, I'm going to do a, a, about mm-hmm. two minutes here coverage on that because it's interesting. Norwood Young America for the postseason has moved up to Class B. They got too many college guys, uh, too many studs there for Young America. They're moving up. They're not going to be in the Region 7C tournament for Crow River. Norwood is a new team this year, but they're still on probation. They're, they're, they're allowed to play for a season, not allowed to make the postseason until they get a year or two under their belt. So there'll be two less teams in the playoffs and four teams make it to state. And now there's, now you're dealing with two less teams. So, you know, the yeah. Watertown's going to be up there. Yeah. Uh, Waconia, some yeah. of these, a uh, Plato, but it's always interesting. There's, and there's always an upset in the mix. Someone's going to go to not planning on it. So now you oh, get yeah. another group of guys in the mix with Carver and Green Isle and, and Cologne and other mix mayor blazers, the mayor blazers who are in that bubble, mm-hmm. in that bubble, 500 team, a little bit above 500, mm-hmm. Had a roster issue this season. 
the Minnesota State High School, uh, Minnesota uh, Baseball Association caught wind that one of their rostered players gave a home address as Crown College in St. Bonnie. That's a college. That's not a home address. And Uh-oh. once again, you're playing there. He's a player for Crown, and they did really well this year. He put his home yes, address there so he could be on that uh, team for, for mayor uh, as mayor. Well, they said, you know, that's you're supposed to list your home address, not the college address. So once again, it's a technicality. But the Minnesota State High School League says you can't do that in Class C. You have to put your home address in Class B. You can put and still be all everything okay, everything okay, lucky dory. If you're a Class B mm-hmm. team, here's what they ruled. They went to the board meeting and they said. It is uh, an invalid. I mean, it, it, the roster, you can't do that. So your option for Mayor Blazers for the postseason is not Class C at all. They've already been eliminated from playing in Class C. They have to move up to Class B because Class B can do that, which is tougher teams. Mayor, Mayor would lose out in the first round. Yep. They're not going to be able to compete with Class B. And they have to do that for two, two years in the postseason penalized to move yeah, up penalized, to the last yeah. for two years in the postseason. Now what mayor's going to do, because they did this in good faith, they said, we have a potential problem with our roster. They went to the Crow River Valley League board first. I think before the season even started, they said, we're going to have this guy play for us. Is that okay? Are we going to run into any problems in the future? They said, nope, it's all good. We've got, you got our blessing. They sprinkled the holy water and said, you're good to go. Now we've got a conflict because the Minnesota State Board says, no, that's not right. So now mayor's in a conflict with Crow River. They're having a special meeting this Wednesday night, Andy, to say, what are we going to do? Because there may be some leniency to say, we'll forfeit the postseason if you allow us to go back to Class C next year and just, and just take this year's postseason off. Right. They can't play in the postseason this year regardless in Class C. So what I'm getting at is, Young Norwood's out of the playoffs. Young America's moved up to B. Mayer is now out of any scenario of playing in the playoffs for postseason. Now they got to get something in play for next year because this year is going to be a wash anyway. Once their regular season's done, I think they're they're done. They're not going to be once their regular season's done for Mayer. They're done. So it would have been they would have been one of those teams in the bubble that could have made a run in the postseason who can't, which means. One of these other handful of teams, it's going to be fun to watch. Is all I'm going to say because uh, is there? Well, the kid, the kid who listed Crown College, what what team should he have been eligible to play at? Because you got being a certain and radius maybe and stuff, it was, like for high school. Uh, for radius, maybe it was Saint Bonnie, who's also in the Crown. Yeah, well, somebody else. In, I wonder if it was another team in the division or just because. No offense, if someone's going to try to pull something cruddy like that, they're going to look at the, the Watertown, who's the first place team, and make sure their other ducks are in a row. Why would you pick – no offense, why would you pick on Mayor? So that's part of it as well because you may see this this kind of shenanigans going on in Class B where guys and teams are rigging to try to get the alignment that they want to make a push at the state title. Mayor is not in the, in the hunt to make a, a run for the state title. This player is very good for Crown, but he's not anything that's right. going to blow away the competition and take them to the next level. So it's an honest mistake is all that it is. Right. So the sad thing now, is my, my they brought it up is, to the board first. They approved it. The Minnesota State Board, up the, after the appeal, says, no, you're not – you can't do it. Uh, you're, you're SOL. There's nothing we can do. 
Yeah, I'd like to know who I, – I'd say who blew the whistle, but that's the term yeah, they use it's, nowadays. It's, so it's an yeah, interesting thing. Now, our friend Kip Kovar is going to be covering it. So watch yeah. the tweets. He's going to be attending that special meeting Wednesday night. Follow him on Twitter along with the Coral River Valley. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be monitoring that to see what's going to happen with it. But I think in the meantime, the only given that we know now is Mayor will not be in the Region 7C postseason tournament. And of that tournament, four teams go to state. And uh, they're they're out, so their regular season will end, and I think they'll be done. But they'll they'll fine tune what's really going on behind the scenes Wednesday because they got to hash it out. Uh, it's a very unfortunate thing, but yep. boy, Mayor would have been in that hunt to make a last uh, push to possibly make state. But now I see Carver really coming on. Plato's looking good. Brownton is always a dark horse. We'll yeah. have more on that in the next couple of weeks because yeah. all this will be winding up here in uh, in July, the next next few weeks. Yep, a lot of teams had their like Ben Appreciation Days last couple of weeks and stuff. Cause the playoffs are starting. And we'll be doing some bonus playoffs, uh, episodes so. coming up on Crow River and and Town Ball. Uh, myself here and some of these midweek shows coming up, but uh, we'll have more on that. Kip will have more on that on Wednesday. I, I got one question for you on that, Dan, and maybe it's something we could look into for next time. I know when teams make the playoffs, you can expand your roster by three players from those who didn't advance. Most of the time, it's always pitchers, correct? Or can you take a third baseman? In the past, your option, uh, I think originally, was was anybody. In the past, okay. when I was growing up, you were you had three spots, and you can fill them only with pitchers and only catchers. Pitchers and catchers, that was okay. it. Now they've eliminated the catchers. You have to take pitchers. No one else is in the mix. That's okay. With that said, with that said, let's say, God forbid, Watertown doesn't make it. And someone picks up Pat Cheetah for pitcher. Can he still pinch hit and go play first base later on in the game? Or has he got to pitch only? I believe they have to. Well, he's on the roster, so that's a good question. They're on the roster as a pitcher. Right. So if he starts the game as pitcher and another guy comes in, can he go take his left field position? I don't know for sure. I think they're in as pitchers only to be used either as a starter okay. or bullpen. But I don't think they can pinch run. I don't think they can hit. I don't even think they can make a plate appearance. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, in the past, growing up, we would see those guys come in, and and you'd get a big power-hitting catcher that may not be a good defensive catcher, but a power-hitting guy, bring him in the lineup as a pinch hitter. Uh, But now it's pitchers only for the teams that don't make it. And and Mayer, in this case, obviously not going to make it. None of their pitchers will even be draftable, I don't think. Right. So it would be different. We get Kevin be a unique, to that. Uh, you know, format as well because Nor- Norwood is not going to be eligible, Young America not eligible, and Mayer uneligible. And the four teams that make it will get to draft three pitchers from the rest of the pool. And those pitchers have to opt into that pool. You just can't draft them. You got to say, look, I'm going to be available those next two weekends. I'm not going on any family vacations. Right. I'm going to put my name in the hat to be drafted. And so uh, it-, it gets to be fun time of the year. That's all I've yeah, got for, uh, fun. Fun, for fun, fun. Yeah, this was basically a, a, a baseball only episode, but that's what we do here. Sometimes, you know, that's the hot topic right now. So that's what we're talking about. I know we got, we're back to our regular schedules. All the holidays are over. Everything else is done. Our uh, early in the week, late in the week episodes, we'll call it for the summer. <laughs> Sports early in the week, songs end of the week. Um, catch mid show, midweek shows on there. Uh, Dan's going to have some stuff. I'm going to do some other things on midweek. 
trying to work on getting more stuff on Instagram and thinking of maybe even starting a Twitch. Nice. We'll see how that goes. Might I might keep that like only like the wrestling only on Twitch or like new album reviews on Twitch. So so it doesn't get too confusing. Once I decide how to use that thing, <laughs> I just figured out how to spell Twitch the other day. So I'm just getting new to it. So entry entry level. Well, it's a long summer. Well, not yeah. we're almost at the dog days of summer here, Andy. We got county fairs coming up, state fair. The next thing you know, it's gonna be Labor Day. Right. And hopefully we'll have all the internet stuff figured out by then. NFL teams start Twitch reporting stuff. to training camp. That'll be next. What did I hear today? It was like 10 weeks before the NFL season starts or something like that. We'll be hearing a lot on that, I think, next. We'll, 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 NFL will keep their nose in there. They'll keep their nose in the highlights. But that's what we got. Um, we got this. Like, share, subscribe, uh, especially on the YouTube. Need the subscriptions. We appreciate that. The, the more we get, the more we get the stuff out. We get the wider audience and get more information out to you faster. If you subscribe, you can see it right away. Awesome. Sounds good. Have a good week. All right. Talk to you later. Thank mm-hmm. you.